0: MMPB Think Radio, it's Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sherita Brent with Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. Today we'll talk to Hart Henson about the Art and Soul Festival this weekend. Aaron Abbott tells us about a very cool art show coming to the Old Miss Motel this weekend. Yes, the Old Miss Motel. Tina Robbins tells us about the Book of White Festival and the famous Hot Tamale Festival this weekend in the Mississippi Delta. Daniel Boggs is going to get us ready. As always, you can give us a call and tell us about any events going on in your area. The number is 8 77 7 MPB Ring. That's 8776727464. 4. You can also follow the conversation on Twitter. Search the hashtag #NextStopMS. It's Next Stop Mississippi and it's coming up after the news on MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
0: Welcome back to Next up Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. Today we're going to talk with Hart Henson about the Art and Soul Fest this weekend. Also, Aaron Abbott is going to tell us about a very cool art show coming to the Ole Miss Hotel. Tina Robbins is going to tell us about the Book of White Festival and the famous Hot Tamale Fest this weekend in the Mississippi Delta. Daniel Boggs is going to join us to talk about that. So there's a lot going on this weekend, but as usual, you can give us a call and let us know if you have any events going on in your area if you'd like to during the show follow the conversation on twitter it's hashtag next that's the hashtag if you are on twitter and want to follow the show that way as well all right mary margaret is actually not in studio she's joining me on the phones good morning mary margaret
2: good morning Sherita. i'm calling you from beautiful bolivar county i'm in cleveland mississippi today
0: oh okay so what's going on in cleveland
2: Well, I got here yesterday for the Leveraging Cultural Tourism for Community Development Workshop. It's been a great um, two days hosted by um, the Cleveland, Mississippi Tourism Office and the Mississippi State Extension Center. We've got folks from literally around Mississippi here learning about cultural tourism, how to plan um, regional tours in your area, uh, the importance of authenticity when you create tours and host tourists and I'm telling you, I've learned a lot, but I've also met a lot of great people, and it's been a great, uh, a great experience.
0: Well, that sounds good, and I hope you have a, a safe time. You, you really, really are learning a whole lot about Mississippi. I mean, I would put you up against anybody when it comes to Mississippi history, letting folks know where to go to do what. Uh, so this opportunity for to travel for you is just really great and uh, is, is enriching your own knowledge of this, of the state. So I'm sure you enjoy traveling a lot.
2: Well, I do and I appreciate you saying that. You know, but the best part about the travel um is that I learn something new every time I go into a community. So, even though I grew up in this area and I have a great relationship with uh the attractions and the people here in Cleveland, I always have a new experience and learn something new. So, For example, last night after our day of uh, workshop and and learning concluded, we had a a little reception at the new um, Cleveland and Main Street Chamber of Commerce office, which is right downtown at at the beautiful Depot area um, in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So while this was going on, uh, they were getting set up for this Levitt Amp music concert series. Shreya, I think you and I have talked about the Levitt series on the show. We have many times, but to see people coming out and experiencing the concert with their kids and their strollers and their blankets and fireworks, I mean, it was just really, um, it was really a great night and a great experience for me, and I also learned about a new project, a new hotel coming to Cleveland called the Lyric Hotel Mm. and Spa, and they're breaking ground just right um, next to the Mississippi Grammy Museum. And this is going to be just a super funky boutique hotel experience that, of course, has a, a bluesy, jivey vibe, um, but has all those upscale amenities that we have come to, uh, to need and want in our travels.
0: I imagine that hotel is always going to be booked. I mean, just the convenience of having the museum right next to it. uh, I I doubt they'll have any problem getting business, so that sounds really cool. Well, um, we're going to be talking about several things today. There's some festivals going on. A couple of them are art-centered, and uh, we have Hart Henson on the line of Art Place Mississippi who's going to tell us about this really cool art festival they have going on this weekend in Greenwood. Good morning, Hart. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, we are interested in hearing a little bit first about Art Place Mississippi. I know it's been it was founded um, a, a couple decades ago, or maybe a decade or, or so ago. Tell us a little bit about Art Place Mississippi.
3: That's right. We're actually celebrating our 25th anniversary this year as an organization, originally founded as Communities and Schools, which is a national organization. And a couple of years ago, we actually decided to change our name. To Art Place, Mississippi, to reflect our arts focus. We've evolved uh, a little bit more in, into an arts organization over the past um, uh, decade. And so, yeah, so we basically are a nonprofit organization. We provide arts programming for at risk youth, uh, for the community at large. We've also started adding adult programs um, the past couple of years. So we, we try to pro- provide not only your typical arts programming, but also other things like carpentry and gardening and sewing and incorporating more uh, workforce training skills for our youth uh, that you're typically not going to find in the traditional classroom.
2: Yeah, Hart, and talk a little bit more about this idea of art and workforce training. Sometimes people don't put those two things together.
3: I know, exactly, and, you know, In the past few years, we have started having more of these types of workforce training programs and it's really resonated with students and the community uh, and to our donors because they can see that the skills they're learning, whether it's learning how to use a tape measure or or a saw or sewing machine, these are practical skills that that students really need to learn so they can take back into the real world and apply in their own homes and to help enrich their own communities. Um, so I think there's things that we just we don't normally think about as traditional arts programming, but when you look at, you know, the problem solving and all of the skills that they're learning that an artist would also need to apply when they're doing their work, um, you know, you can make the correlation there.
0: So uh, let's talk a little bit more about the festival that's going on this weekend. Is this the uh, the second year of the festival?
3: Right. This is the second year, and basically the uh, Art and Soul was birthed last year out of a need to uh, have a big annual fundraiser. We lost the majority of our funding um, a few years ago due to the federal sequester, so we had to get creative and think of, of a fun way to raise some money and uh, help support our program. So, yes, this is our second year. It's a two-day event, and tonight we'll kick it off with a really nice garden party at a home here in Greenwood along the Tallahatchie River. So we'll have uh, some fabulous food for some uh, Delta chefs, some of our uh, Greenwood uh, local favorites, Um, silent auction, live auction music by the Hustlers from Jackson will be entertaining us. And then tomorrow we'll have our soul food picnic at the Tallahatchie Flats. The community is invited to join us, and we'll have live music. We have uh, about five different bands. And, of course, art is our main focus. So we've got 12 featured artists from across the state. We're going to transform the shacks out of the Tallahatchie Flats into pop-up art galleries. Mm. So each artist will be uh, displaying their work in the shacks. And then we'll also have a dozen or more other artists in tents displaying their work. And we've got just a really great roster of artists this year. Very excited about
2: them. Now, Hart, I had the opportunity to come last year for your first uh, event. And, you know, when we think about the Delta this time of year, we kind of think of, of kind of a um, a monotone color palette, grays and uh, whites uh-huh. and browns. But Tallahassee Flats really comes alive with color during your event.
3: Yes, thank you. I'm, I was glad that you were able to to join us last year. Yes, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see. Uh, I went out there yesterday to take some before shots because you're right. Once we get out there with all of the artwork and the festive banners and all the colors, it really does just come alive. And having the artists there demonstrating and showing us, you know, how they make their, their artwork and their creations is really something special to see. So um, we'll have also lots of kids' activities. I think we'll have a hayride and some uh, face painting and lots of hands-on activities for them. The food, we are having uh, some incredible soul food this year catered by D&D Soul Food uh, from Greenwood. The menu's going to be awesome. They've got uh, their famous fried chicken and pork chop, macaroni and cheese, turnip greens, purple... Okay, you cheese.
0: can stop now. You can stop heart. Thank yes. you. <laughs> and,
3: and coming back this year again, Martha Soos, James Beard award-winning chef, is going to be preparing her her gourmet funnel cakes, which oh. was a huge shit last year. So, you know, we've got a little something for everybody. If you want to see some fabulous artwork... Um, We've got that. We've got music by the Mississippi Valley State Valley Singers gospel group, the West Singers out of Greenwood, Blue Mother Tupelo Gunboat, and Rosalind Wilcox. So you know, it's tomorrow. It's going to be a fabulous day to get out and enjoy the, the fall weather and enjoy some art, music, and soul food.
1: Um now, Hart, yeah,
3: what go ahead. what
2: time do the uh, festivities kick off tomorrow? So gates open at
3: 11 o'clock, and the festival runs until 5. Um, tonight, for those of you who are still interested, we have a few tickets left for our garden party. Um, so tickets for that are $90 each or one fifty a couple. Party starts at 6 o'clock. And tomorrow, tickets are $5, and children under 5 are
0: free. Um, And and Hart, before we let you go, I wanted you to comment a little bit on your thoughts on the social impact of making sure art is in the center of your community when it comes to giving the youth something to do and also have an opportunity to look at these artful things as a future opportunity to create a career in these things. Uh, What kind of impact do you think you're having on the future?
3: Absolutely. You know, when you see kids who come in here and... Uh, they have not been exposed to, to certain things, whether at home or at school, and to see them learn how to use, say, a drill for the first time. You know, these, these are skills that if, if they're not learning elsewhere, you know, it's it's incredible the pride that you see on their face when they learn how to build, you know, a, something simple with a few scraps. Uh, of wood, or our our girls right now in our sewing class are making their own dresses for mm. a fashion show. So you know, I think the impact is huge, and it just absolutely is so frustrating when you see all of these funding cuts and some of the first things to go are the arts. And you know, here in Mississippi, when we pride ourselves on uh, our artists and our musicians and our writers and and. You know, it's just, it's really a shame that we don't make it more of a priority to focus on the arts in our schools and our communities. So, yeah, that's why we're here. And, uh, again, we're a nonprofit, and so we, we try to raise money to make sure that we can continue offering these types of programs for youth and for adults. There's a huge need and want for uh, adult classes in all types of um arts programming women's woodworking and pottery and watercolor so again it's just the arts are important and i I hope that uh, we can continue to make an impact on our community um so that's my two cents
0: all right absolutely Hart. thank you so much for joining us so the garden party is tonight and then the picnic is saturday uh in the morning throughout the evening and where can people go for more information
3: Absolutely. Please visit our website. It's artplacems.com, and you'll see all of the details about the events for the weekend and uh, find out a little bit more about ArtPlace and what we do.
0: All right. Well, Hart, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: All right. That was Hart Henson telling us a little bit about the Art and Soul Festival coming up in Greenwood this weekend. We're going to take a quick break when we get back, Aaron Abbott is going to tell us about this very cool art show happening at the Ole Miss Hotel. Sam wanted me to specifically mention the Ole Miss Hotel. Also we'll learn about the Book of White Festival coming up and the Tamale Festivals this weekend. There's a lot going on. If you want to give us a call, let us know what's going on in your area. 877-MPB-RING is the number. That's eight. 8- Seven seven six seven two seven four six four or email next stop at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent. Joined by Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. she is broadcasting live from Cleveland. And today we are talking about several festivals coming up this weekend. We just learned about the Art and Soul Festival happening in Greenwood. Still to come, we'll tell you about another festival coming up in Oxford, the Book of White Festival and the Hot Tamale Festival. All those things are going on this weekend, so we'll tell you all about them. If you have any questions or comments you want to uh, let us know about what's going on in your part of Mississippi, call us at 877-672. Seven four six, four it doesn't matter what scale the event is. It could be small scale, large scale. Give us a call at eight seven seven m p b ring. All right, now we are going to be joined on the phones by Aaron Abbott Kirk. Kurt Patrick. I'm going to get your name right this morning. Erin, good morning. Thanks for being on. Good
4: morning. How are you?
0: Doing very well. And we're going to be talking with you about this really cool motel art show series uh, happening in Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, Mary Margaret uh, kind of uh, put us on this one.
2: Yeah, that's right, Erin. You're entering year number 10 for the one night stand at the Old Miss Motel. Quite the kind of um, leading name. Tell us a little bit about this project.
4: So, yes, 10 years ago, it's very exciting. That was kind of my, my goal was to always make it to 10. So, I hope to keep going and, um, but yeah, 10 years and it's, it's a, it's called the One Night Stand at the Ole Miss Motel and it's an art show. Um, <laughs> each artist, um, about 10, it varies 10 to 12. This year we have 10, 10 artists, uh, each get a room to use as a gallery space for one night only and, it's such a fantastic event you know you can just kind of go from room to room and buy art see art and just socialize it part party part art show
2: now we we heard from another group in greenwood mississippi who are turning a um uh sharecropper shack motel place into a, an art show tomorrow on saturday but like you said you guys um had this concept to take um kind of a a, a what would you say? I don't want to uh, say see, but kind of a, a you know, a motel, a, vi- a vintage travel lodge style hotel. <laughs> oh. Okay. Perfect vintage travel lodge hotel. deem it. <laughs> well, so, what first gave you the idea to to have a, a show like this? Well, I,
4: you know, I'm a photographer as well, and I was out taking pictures one day, and it used to have um little red hearts on the doors and they had they still had the keys and i was just you know it was one of those things that was like the juxtaposition of fine art within this vintage hotel motel just kind of struck me as something very unique and i hadn't seen it done before so i just kind of asked some friends at the time there weren't a lot of places to show art except for you know, unless you were in one of the galleries here in Oxford, and I, there were so many up-and-coming artists in the area that I really wanted to give them a chance to show their work and be a part of the art scene that's growing here in Oxford more and more every year, really, but, um, and so that was just kind of a thing. It was like, let's, let's all kind of get together and show our art, and it just kind of kept going and going, and, you know, here we are 10 years later.
0: So where are you grabbing these artists from, um, you know, the, those who are participating? I know you said you have about 10, but what's yeah. the standard? How do you go about getting them?
3: Well, it's kind of,
4: I, I spend the year kind of, it's an invitation show, so I, I invite the artists to participate. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of, some, some are coming, like one this year is coming from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I've had artists come from down from New York before. They're just kind of all over, and it just kind of is, I find artists that I think would do really well here, that people should see more of their work because I feel strongly about what they're creating. It just kind of varies. There's not like a theme to the show. It's Each artist kind of has their own um, chance to show their uh, body of work. And um, that's that's kind of where I go with it in the sense of I just kind of pick what I like.
2: <laughs> mm. And how do the artists react? About. Um how do your artists react when you tell them that their their paintings, which are probably most often found in very pristine galleries, are going to be hung on the walls of a vintage travel watch motel? They
4: love the concept. <laughs> they love it. They think it's just such a, you know, just it's so different. But, you know, a lot of them have, some of them, I, I say a lot of them, but, you know, just some of them have never shown their work before they've never. this is sometimes their first show ever and so this is just such a great you know audience for them to break out to because you have 1200 people that are all interested in art and so it's just you know a built-in audience for them and I've some of the artists I've had several years in a row so that the community can really see how they've evolved as an artist Um, You know, and and seeing how like they can see how their work has grown over the last few years from the first time that they ever showed their art to the public.
0: That's a great idea and and I was going to ask you about that over this span of ten years since you first started this um, this 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 display of art how has the audience grown from a diversity perspective I, I'm, I've always been curious to know do you think in certain areas of Mississippi or just any state or town uh, are certain genres of art more popular in certain areas?
4: Well, I think that that could be the case um, as far as you know, um, some people that maybe do a festival every year, there might be like more festival artists. And I think of this as more of gallery um, art, um, and and in the sense that like, um, yeah, well, I don't I don't know how it differs, but it's just, uh, you know, they're just different, just art that you wouldn't normally see. Is I guess how I should.
0: It. <laughs> so 1,200 people are coming through. Are these students? Um, are they professors? Because it is a college town. Who do you these see coming is, through?
4: All students, professors, um, you know, people from various churches, people from, I mean, it's kind of like anybody that supports art in the region comes out to the show. Um, it is just, it, you could be, you know, there are people with their kids. It's a family event. Uh, it's just all over the place, and it's, everyone is just enjoying the evening, and it's, it's so much fun.
2: That's
0: awesome. Well,
2: and you do have this great kind of loyal, built-in audience, and these folks show up, and they get there, and they get their hands on the artwork. I know the one time I've been able to attend, when I got to the show, maybe a little later than I had planned, there were dots on a lot of pieces I would have liked. So you've got a little something planned this year for those who are really eager to be kind of there for the first dibs on the art, so to speak.
4: Yeah, we tried this last year just to see how it would go and it went fantastic. So for the first hour, it used to be, it would be open from six to nine, it's a free event. But now from five to six, we give you a chance to preview the art, um, to buy the art first. You pay to get in. And that includes a dinner um, from St. Leo, which is a new restaurant here in Oxford. And they did it last year before their restaurant was actually open. And that was kind of one of their pop-up dinners that they did to introduce themselves to the community. And it just, it was so successful. And so we're doing that again. It's $25 and you get First Dibs to buy art. You get a dinner included and it's a little less crowded, or if you have young kids, it's a good time to come because you can still get home for bedtimes and that sort of thing.
0: Well, I'm now, sure that you... – um, yeah, go ahead, Mary Margaret. Well,
2: what's on the menu, Erin? Uh, Do we know? I don't know exactly what they're doing, but I know they're doing uh, calzones that are, uh, you know, just
4: easier to eat while you're walking around looking at art. But I don't know the the filling. They Last year they had a they had a vegetarian and a meat option, so – all right. That'll probably be on the menu again this year.
0: OK, well, I'm sure the title alone probably brings some people in the one night stand at the <laughs> Ole Miss Hotel. That would make me curious.
4: I know. And what's really funny is like looking at the history of the term one night stand goes back way back to, I think, medieval times. And it was an art based, like drama based term.
0: And so then popular it culture kind of, ruined it's it.
4: It's really nice to bring, it back to bring it back full circle to its true meaning.
0: Yeah, good, good. <laughs> great, great on that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Erin. And I, it sounds like the event is going to be a success, but thanks for taking some time to speak with us today.
4: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me the time to talk about it.
0: And can you give us your website really quickly?
4: Yeah, it's com, And all the information about the artists and the times and location and everything is there in the the blog on the
0: website. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Aaron. We appreciate it.
4: Thank you so much. Have a
0: great day. All right. It's uh, time for a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the Hot Tamale Festival. I don't know why we're going to be talking about tamales. They're my favorite. I have not eaten today. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about tamales when we get back. The Tamale Festival is coming up and the Book of White Festival as well. But if you're listening this morning, you have any comments or questions, you want to let us know what's going on in your part of town. doesn't matter if it's a big thing, a small thing. We'd love to know what's happening in your area this weekend. And you can let fellow Mississippians know if they're in your part of town 877 mpb ring is the number to call if you want to join the show that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to next at mpbonline.org we'll be back in just a moment
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined by Mary Margaret Miller, who's broadcasting live from Cleveland. Tomorrow we've been... Today, rather, we've been telling you about some festivals and things coming up tomorrow and today and over the weekend. If you're listening this morning, you want to give us a call, let us know what's going on in your area of Mississippi. Call us at 877-672-7464. If there's a festival going on in your area, small, big, it doesn't matter what scale it is, call us and let us know what is going on in your part of town. 877-MPB-RING is the number. You can also send an email to nextstop at mpbonline.org. Now, Mary Margaret, before we get uh, Daniel on to talk about the Tamale Festival, I'm surprised that I have not seen any tamale stands at the Mississippi State Fair just yet. I went recently and I got the roasted corn. I got lemonade. I got strawberry ice cream. I got a Polish Polish sausage, um, but no tamales. I didn't see tamales. I see fried donuts and all other kinds of ridiculous <laughs> things, but no tamales yet. Have, have you been to the fair?
2: Well, you know, Shreya, I have not been to the fair okay. and being someone who is not of the Jackson area originally, the fair is just um it's not something I grew up doing, so it's a little bit kind of off my radar. Oh. But I think I know why there are no tamales at the Mississippi State Fair. Why? Because they are literally all in Greenville right now. <laughs> These folks are really getting ready and getting set up. I stayed um, at the Hampton Inn here in Cleveland last night and as I was checking in, the front desk folks were really working hard. They were busy because they are booked. There are many homecoming homecoming events happening around the state. Mount Bayou has their homecoming this weekend. Shaw has a homecoming and a fall festival. And then there's the Hot Tamale Festival over in Greenville. They're seeing visitors booking up rooms in Cleveland for Hot Tamale Fest in Greenville. So, uh, that's why there's no tamales at the fair. You
0: make, they're all Greenville. you make a very, very good point. And I'm sure Daniel can attest to that. Good morning, Daniel. Thank you so much for being on. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Daniel. Yeah,
5: you're, you're exactly right. They're all here. <laughs> we actually have the most hot tamale vendors than we've ever had here at the 5th Annual Delta Hot Tamale Festival. And there's also another reason. We're the hot tamale capital of the world, so we have all the hot tamale makers here as well.
0: Okay, so uh, Daniel, tell us, tell us now, when did Greenville get claimed, uh, proclaimed the hot tamale capital of the world?
5: It was actually in 2012, and it came about from a Southern Foodway Alliance article, uh, which basically did the tamale trail that went all the way, I think, from Memphis uh, down, down the west side of the state of Mississippi, and they said per capita, Greenville had the most hot tamale makers within that uh, within that entire trail. So we took that and ran with it. And Valerie and uh, Valerie Rankin, Betty Lane Cameron, and Ann Martin, who were the original founders of this festival, they said, Hey, let's make something of this. And and we proclaimed ourselves as a hot Somali of the hot tamale capital world because of that. We started the hot tamale festival. We probably had about four or five thousand people the first year. Last year, we had about 18,000. We're expecting more than 20,000 this year. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah, amazing. That so is going to be a big thing. Uh, and you're right about the hotels. Um, Chawla uh, Enterprises, which is a major sponsor of this festival for us, uh, last year they called us and they said, you know, within a 30-mile radius of Greenville, Mississippi, we did not have a single hotel room open, and they have already reported that again this year. So we're excited. We really are expecting more than 20,000 people this year. We have three music stages, which is more than what we've ever had as well. Uh, we have more vendors. Uh, it, it's just going to be a really good time. And we have people already calling from Memphis, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas. Uh, the farthest tamale vendors, we have two. They're coming from Oklahoma and Houston, Texas. Uh, so it's just going to be a great time here in Greenwood, Mississippi this weekend.
6: So,
2: Daniel, what are folks coming out to do? Are they coming to eat the tamales? Or is that like the big draw, like a barbecue festival where you might get to
5: Sample a little of everyone's. Well, we're actually we actually included a new event this year. It's called the Taste of the Tamales because over the past four years, uh, we've heard from a lot of people. They're like, I wish I could get one tamale from each vendor. Uh, the tamales I-, I believe, really is the draw. But the entertainment is absolutely wonderful. We're excited to have Steve Azar coming back this year. He was the very first, one of the very first uh, artists to play at the Hot Tamale Festival in his first year, and we have a Mike Zito. Who's coming over from Texas to play as well? And of course, we have a lot of local bands. We really highlight the blues. We really try to take this festival, which we believe is a grassroots festival, and really just play upon all the things that make the Delta wonderful. And one that's arts, uh, you know, literature, music, and food. And, and we highlight all four of those at this event. So, you know, people do come out for the tamales, but I think it's all four of those lumped into one that you're going to get at this festival that that I think really draws everybody.
0: Well, I'm really wanting to hear more about the variation of these tamales because I've had all different types, some that have been sloppy tamales, some that have been uh, more firm in the way that they were prepared. So what kinds of tamales are folks going to be choosing from and where are folks coming from to uh, prepare these tamales for the attendees?
5: Well, the tamale, it is something that um, it's pretty much up to interpretation. Whoever makes the tamale can put in it whatever they want to put in it. Uh, we, like, I, I'm really we surprised beet-
0: to hear you say tamale- that, Daniel, because when you say that about gumbo, people get all up in arms about it. But So you're saying yeah. that with tamales, you can be a little loose and free.
5: I think you can be loose and free. Obviously, the Delta hot tamale came uh, through the migrant workers who came here to work the fields, very rich, rich aquaculture, uh, and, and they have really taken their own form throughout the Mississippi Delta for several years. We had a beet hot tamale last year. We have a spinach hot tamale. Wow. Uh, we have actually had, of course, the main uh, beef that, that goes into this, so the main uh, ingredient usually is the beef brisket. Uh, so that's probably what a lot of people are going to see. But we have had people that have brought out alligator, uh, shrimp. Uh, we've had a breakfast hot tamale. Uh, it has a little cream sauce on top of it. So I'll be honest with you, there are all different types of tamales. And, uh, again, the flavors of the festival, you can come in and try all of these Um, tamales in one location. We're also teaming up with Delta Brewing Supply to have a beer pairing with that. Uh, I wish I could say that tickets were available for that now, but they actually flew off the shelf once we announced it. So (laughs) there are no more tickets available for that. It has become very popular in the first year, but you know, hundred lucky people are going to be able to come in and try all the different tamales that are going to be at this festival. We're going to explain it, talk to them about the inspiration behind it. And uh and then they get to go out and decide which it does, and they want to buy from there. Oh man.
2: hey, that's a good problem to have.
5: <laughs> that is a good problem to have. yeah, now, we, we one other question're um, busy
2: One thing you've done in the past, I'm not sure if you're doing it this year or not, is you've crowned a, a tamale king and queen. Is that on the on the radar for this year?:
5: We have already crowned the king and queen, and obviously this is an honor that we bestow upon someone from the Delta. Uh, that has given back to the community um, and has, you know, really just been uh, a trooper, So, uh, you know, someone who really supports uh, the Delta and always giving back. Uh, this year, we're very glad to say we have, for the first time, a brother and sister, king and queen.
6: Uh-huh. Which
5: The king is Howard Brent, uh, which is well-known within the tugboat industry. Uh, of course, tugboat was very popular. Um, tugboat was very popular in the, in the Delta back in the 70s and 80s, and then his sister um betty joe Brandt. she will be here and um they will be marching up and down washington street uh washington avenue tomorrow with their uh crowns on but yes we're really excited both like I said both of them have done so much to advance this community and we're very glad that they can be a part of this festival and we're also going to have all the royalty back next year they really are ambassadors for this festival, uh, and they go around and thank everybody for coming because it, it truly is the vendors um, that make this festival and the volunteers that make this festival happen. But if you have quality crafts, quality food, quality entertainment, the crowd's going to show up.
0: Sounds good. Well, Daniel, give us the rundown again, uh, When what time everything starts, and uh, give us a website if you can.
5: Yes, I would. Everything is on our website, uh, but tomorrow... The festival will start at 9 o'clock. It will conclude at 6 o'clock. We're going to have activities throughout the day. We're going to have an eating contest, a Hot Tamale contest, the Celebrity Chefs contest. We actually opened up the festival last night with a welcome dinner where we're bringing in James Beard award-winning chefs and nominees to, build, to, to cook a, a dinner for 200 people to kind of kick off this festival. So they will also be here cooking tamales and being in competitions. Uh, but tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, nine to six, Washington Avenue, downtown Greenville, and the website is Hot F E S T. dot com.
0: Sounds good, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, don't get too full eating all those tamales, but have a good time. <laughs>
5: Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you guys if you can
0: make it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. That was Daniel Boggs giving us the rundown on the Hot Tamale Festival. Uh, Mary Margaret, I am actually really disappointed that I, I can't make it. When he said spinach tamale and breakfast tamale, like my mouth started watering.
2: I know. Absolutely. And, you know, so I'm kind of a purist when it comes to the tamale. I just go straight in. I don't even use the saltine. I do go for some hot sauce, but mm-hmm. I just go straight in. Wh- What's your tamale style, Sherita?
0: I like for mine to be firm. I've had some that are really sloppy and big, and I don't like them like that. I I've, there's a, a place in Vicksburg. I remember I used to be on the church van going to to visit a church in Vicksburg. I can't think of the name of this tamale place in Vicksburg, but that was my first introduction to tamales. Um it was it was firm and small and it it wasn't messy or runny or anything like that. That's the way I like mine. And, and with you, I like to add a little spice to mine as well, but I'm very curious to try this different variation that Daniel spoke of with spinach and, and all these other things. I, I would be curious to know how it is to have all that other stuff in it. <laughs>
2: oh, absolutely. Well, I just, um, Sam and I were talking about today's show uh, earlier this week, and he mentioned that his dad, who grew up in the Clarksdale area, eats mustard on his tamales and that is something I had never heard before
0: yeah that's interesting I think I'll pass on that but you know not gonna knock anybody who does it <laughs> but if, if, if you're listening and you are in the Vicksburg area or maybe you've uh, heard of this Tamale place in Vicksburg I'm talking about give us a call so I can figure it out and relive this moment from my childhood 877 MPB ring <laughs> is the number also if you want to let us know about any kinds of events going on in your part of Mississippi this weekend you can call us at 8 877- seven Seven six seven two seven four six four. 7464 that's 877-MPB-RING, or you can uh, go to nextstopms at mpbonline.org. Uh, before we go to the break, uh, Jonas, we're going to jump to Chico while we have him on the line. Good morning, Chico. How's it going?
6: I, I just wanted to relate to you what I have no choice but to do tonight.
0: Okay, and what's that?
6: That's starting off with going to see Boyd and Evans play at the Yalabusha Brewery in Water Valley before coming back up to Oxford for the one-night stand art show at the Ole Miss Motel. It's one of my favorite things every year. It's really, really cool. And then going to see Paul Birch. I think he's from Meridian. Are y'all familiar with him?
0: I've heard the name.
6: I'm not familiar with him, but I've been checking him out on YouTube, and it's really good. And tonight he's playing at Crowd Larry's opening for Mississippi's big-time punk rock band, The Neckbones. Oh. Right. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the neck Bones. In the 90s, when they came out of Oxford, they were sort of like the Rolling Stones to Blue Mountains Beatles. It's going to be a great, great show tonight. Wish y'all could be here.
0: All right. Uh, Chico, you have all the intel, man. I'm telling you, you are always on the go. Way to, way to live life. Thank you so much, Chico.
6: <laughs> I, I'm just sorry that I can't go see Dwayne Burnside tonight at Blue Canoe in Tupelo.
0: I know, I know. Yeah, take it Good easy y'all. now. Okay, all thank right. you, Chico. We appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Chico does uh, inspire us all to get out and do i mean i don't think he's probably ever just had a lazy night on the couch you know he's out and about um uh shucking and jiving as they
0: say absolutely and i think i've stirred up something on the phones we have some folks uh, who called i was asking about this this tamale place in vicksburg that i used to frequent as a child when i was going to visit a church in vicksburg if my mom was listening she could tell me but crystal is in jackson i'm not sure what crystal has for us good morning crystal
2: hi um i'm wondering if the place in vicksburg you're thinking of is Sollys.
0: Sollys. that might be did you say Sollys with an s Yes. That's okay. That's
2: where
3: we go to get our tamales. Okay. Okay.
0: What does it look like? Describe it to me.
3: I mean, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tony's tamales.
0: Uh-huh. I am.
3: They're similar. They're firm, like you said, and they're really good.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was talking about the building, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> what What does the uh, look like on the outside?
3: Um. It is in a little old building. Um,
0: oh, yeah. That's little,
3: it. You would, if he you blink, you'd just miss
0: it. Yeah, that's it. Little and old. I remember that. I mean, oh, wow. I was young, but yeah, I remember it not being this, you know, real lavish place. So, yep, that's it. All right. Sally's in Vicksburg. Yep, I, I remember that place very vividly now. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. I'm all right. <laughs>
2: had the answer. That's awesome.
0: Yep, uh, let's see. Paul is in Jackson. Uh, Paul, are you calling about the same thing? Yep, nope. Paul, you there? Yeah. Hey.
5: The Tamale Place is the name of the one that I'm remembering that's on the frontage road in Vicksburg. Oh, okay. Uh, little small place, white building. says Tamale Place, and they're real good. And You can get them frozen so you can cook them on your own time. Oh, um, that would be Solly's cool. Solly's is a famous guy. He does he does real good, but I don't remember where his location was.
0: Mm-hmm. As she described it, I think it's Solly's. But uh, thank you for, for telling us about Tamale Place so folks have some options when they're in the Vicksburg area. We appreciate it, Paul. Thank you. Okay. All right, uh, Glenn is on the road, he wants to talk about tamales in Vicksburg. Hello, Glenn. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, that place is
5: Salis Tamales. It's on Washington Street in Vicksburg, Mississippi.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, Washington Street. I'm telling you, if my mom is listening, she can really, really confirm this for me because she's the one who put me on it. But uh, I'm almost certain that it is Solis and uh, Washington Street. Okay, Glenn, I appreciate that. I'm familiar with that street in Vicksburg. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, we need to take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, we have Buddy in Natchez, and uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the Book of White Festival with Tina Robbins. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. To Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio, I'm Sharita Brent, joined by Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. Mary Margaret is broadcasting live from Cleveland, and today we've been telling you about all the great festivals going on in Mississippi this weekend. And we're going to be joined online right now by Tina Robbins, who's going to tell us about the Book of White Festival happening in Aberdeen, a really cool history and uh, lineup of events going on there. Good morning, Tina. Thanks for joining us.
7: Good morning! Happy Festival Day!
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, well, first of all, we we have just a few minutes here, but tell us who um, Booker Booker White was and how this festival got named after him.
7: Sure, um, he was actually named Booker White, and he was from the Aberdeen area, and has a famous song called Aberdeen Blues. And when Aberdeen got our marker on the mississippi blues trail we renamed our current festival that we had after buckle white and switched all of our venue to blues and so we've showcased mississippi blues artists and um we are excited this is our ninth year for the buckle white festival
2: Uh, well and you're, you're home to buckle white but aberdeen is really a hub for some of the most popular blues music um that's known tell about. Some of your other Right. We um, also, uh,
7: Albert King and um, Helen Wolf are from this area and spent a lot of time between here and some other areas. And we feature all three of them in a beautiful blues mural that we pay tribute to, um, featuring the blues and the heritage of this area.
0: Well, um, tell us a little bit more about some other people that claimed Aberdeen as their birthplace. I've heard so many things about Booker White. You know, I heard that he was B.B. King's cousin, maybe even gave him his first guitar, and That's that nice. uh, some other blues artists considered Aberdeen their home as well.
7: Well, you know, the ones that I've named, Albert King and then Helen Wolf. So we've got all different kinds of blues. We've got the country blues, we've got the Chicago blues, Memphis blues, all of that heritage right here right in our area and so we try to bring that alive on stage during the festival and kind of feature that um some of the big names that are all over the state that they hear about in the delta we have right here in aberdeen and we're really excited
2: well, Tina, you really took the words right out of my mouth. Just looking at your lineup for Friday and Saturday, you really are representing so many different styles of blues. I mean, you kick off tomorrow with one of my favorites, Bill Abel, and I would say he's probably most representative of that Delta style. But then you're getting pretty electric tomorrow um, when the day kicks off at noon with with more music.
7: Oh, I know, I know. We've got um, the Stella V's. We've got the electric mud coming. Um, we had, you know, some some last-minute, can you make it? Yes, we can. So we're super excited to add them to the lineup. And then for the first time, we're going to have Harper and the Midwest Kind bring in Australian sounds to blues with the didgeridoo, And um, we are just... So happy to have Leo Bud Welch coming back. Last year we had some flying, some delays with airplanes, and you just can't do anything about it. So we've got Leo Bud Welch and Cedric Burnside winding up the night tomorrow night, and it is going to be just—it's going to be exciting. <laughs> So what do you? That's a hot ticket. Yeah, and that is a hot ticket to have to have all of those and um, right here. This is our first year being part of the Bridging the Blues, and we've said every year we have got some of the biggest Mississippi Blues artists right here in Aberdeen.
0: Now, what is Bridging the Blues?
7: Bridging the Blues is a wonderful celebration of the blues that goes on all the way from september to october highlighting all the blues festivals that are going on between mississippi and arkansas um and just celebrating the blues and we have folks from all over they come internationally to listen and to follow the blues trail
0: Sounds good. Well, well, Tina, uh, give us a website or a place where people can find more information about the festival.
7: Yes, please. Um, It's BuckleWhiteFestival.com. We have so much going on. Um, We've got barbecue contests. We've got kayak rentals. We've got a car show this year, a petting zoo, kids' activities, lots of stuff, and just nonstop blues. And we're on the banks of the waterway. It's going to be beautiful weather. Um, We can't wait to see you.
0: All right, Tina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right. Uh, we have about 30 seconds, Buddy and Natchez. So uh, go ahead. What do you have for us?
5: Well, I was going to say, come on down to the great Mississippi Balloon Festival down here. We've got hot air balloons that are going to be here this weekend. Uh, tonight, we've got the balloon glow. We've got the uh, fireworks display. We've got the balloons going to be up all throughout the weekend. And uh, while you're down here, you can stop by Fat Mama's. Kamali House right there on Broadway Street, almost in the middle of the activity, and like you said, they're not too runny, they're not too dry, they're firm, they're just right.
0: Yeah, I have been to Fat Mamas and Nantes, buddy. Thank you so much for calling and uh, letting us know about that going on. Mary Margaret, that's going to wrap us up today. You have fun in Cleveland, okay? Oh,
2: I will. I think I'll stop at Delta Fast Food for hot tamales. Yeah,
0: that's right. Thank you for being on today. And if you didn't get a chance to call, you can always send us an email to nextstop at mpbonline.org. Thanks for Jonas Adams being our producer and board operator today. Jay White kicked in and helped as well. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy for Women is coming up next right here on MPB think radio